0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candice Gish. Well, thank you for each and every one of you that has tuned in for today's program. We have an exciting guest today. If this is your very first time, welcome. The Divas That Care has been going now for... Oh, my goodness, 11 seasons. We are listened to in over 30 countries around the world, and it's because of all of our amazing listeners that we've continued to grow and expand the way we have. So thank you so much. Well, let's get started, everyone. Today's guest is Phil McCumber, and I am so, so excited to have this amazing woman on our program today. She absolutely has inspired me. Um, We've had the opportunity to chat before our program, and I just love everything that this woman is doing and how she's helping so many families around the world. So welcome to the show, Phil. I'm so, so excited to have you.
1: I'm so excited to be here, Candace. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. Me too. Oh, Phil,
0: before we kind of dive into today's program, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself with all of our listeners today?
1: Sure. I currently live in the state of Vermont, in New England, but I was born and raised uh, outside the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. And, you know, my story started when my parents couldn't have any children, and they adopted me from St. Joseph's Orphanage. and the message, I was seven weeks old, and for as long as I've known, I've been alive, I've been adopted. And that it was a very special thing. And you know, when I asked my parents why they adopted me, I think I pronounced it back then "adopted." Why did you adopt me, mommy? Out of all the babies <laughs> in the orphanage. And my mom and dad responded by saying they wanted to make a difference, and that has been a driving force in our very large Italian family. Uh, so. You know, I also grew up with my cousin Pam, who I affectionately call Pam, Pam," who has a developmental and intellectual disability, so she has special needs, and that is the field I currently serve in, and I've dedicated my life to my life's work.
0: Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on our program today, because I know how extremely busy that you are.
1: Well, you know, Candice, I say all the time, you know, people will say to me, you know, Phil, how do you manage all of this with all the different things you're doing? And I say, you know... I'm not any busier than you. I'm just busy doing different things because we're all busy, right? Mm -hmm. We have families that are trying to manage so many different things. We have teachers that are trying to manage so many different changes in education. And I am in the field of education and support many families and teachers in many different geographic locations as you and I have discussed. But, uh, but it's a, a true privilege to be here. I am uh, so looking forward to sharing information and helping support others and paying it forward.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And I know our listeners will appreciate it so much. So tell me, you are
1: currently the CEO of Make a Difference.
0: Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, this company formed – I've been an entrepreneur and owned my own business since the early 90s. I have served in the field of education since 1988. And I would say it was about 11 years ago. So in 2010, I wrote an article for an educational uh, publication – called Closing the Gap, and when they first approached me about writing an article, my response, Candace, to be very humble, was <laughs> I looked at them and said, you want me to write an article? What would you possibly want me to write about? And, you know, they had said that they had subscribed to some things on my website, and they thought that I had, you know, meaningful and practical things to contribute, and they said, write about something you're passionate about, Phil, and that birthed the framework that has been published that I have authored called the PACT Framework. And Make a Difference Incorporated, of course, is named to honor my parents based on the story that I told you at the beginning of the show when my parents said that they wanted to make a difference. And, you know, my parents always taught us that, you know, no contribution is too little and that every effort to help somebody really counted in life and that's really what the base of my company is, and it is to make a difference in education.
0: And you are definitely doing that. And you had just mentioned, well, I just want to do a big shout-out to your parents. I'm like They sound absolutely amazing, you know. What extraordinary people. Um, and that's, I love hearing stories like that. It's because of our parents that it really Guides us to who we're going to become in life, um, you had mentioned the pact, and I want to talk about that because I have seen your website, and this is just i can't even really describe to our listeners what I'm looking at because I think it's just absolutely fascinating, but I want you to talk about that because this is kind of your passion and what you're ta- you're wanting to tell everybody about.
1: Yes, you know, I think that for anyone who has participated in the educational system, whether they were were a paraeducator, whether they're a principal, whether they're a teacher or a special educator, that every day we show up in school, whether it's in a remote learning situation or in-person situation, just truly trying to make a difference each day. People get into teaching to make a difference and to have an impact and shape children's lives, regardless of their age, pre-K all the way through 12th grade. And I saw a set of problems that I see educators just constantly dealing with, which is simply keeping their head above water. I think every day they go in to serve and they feel like they're drowning in the minutiae of things that they have to do. And we know from a practical common sense standpoint, Candace, that we cannot master doing a 1,000 things a day. We can master doing a few things and doing them well. And if we Mm -hmm. master doing a few things and doing them well, then our students are going to master doing a few things and doing them well, and then we add more. And so this incremental type of teaching model, I felt, was really needed in school systems. And so the PACT framework is about purposeful teaching and purposeful instruction. It's about simplifying learning to simplify teaching. And it's about mastery. It's not about teaching to the test like we see so much of in education. It's about bringing the excitement of learning back to the classroom, the magic of it. I love that and I think that is so important. It is important, and you know, I have such a family-centered approach to education because I believe that parents are some of the best experts on their chil- their own children and their learning styles, and they bring a lot to the table. And if we can learn to partner with families as the experts they are about their children and then take our knowledge base of what we know about how the brain works and how kids best learn based on their learning styles and multiple levels of different types of activities and hands-on projects and addition to doing this, this, and this, that we take all of that in a one-size-does-not-fit-all model, we're really reaching students of all abilities. And as I mentioned to you, based on my own family experience in the field of special education, that serving those students who are below grade level or need specialized instruction, truly, truly my passion. Because I'll tell you something, Candice, the biggest myth in education today is that students who receive special ed services need very different strategies than those that can be delivered in the classroom. When the truth of the matter is the same strategies, the same research-based strategies that we know work 100% with students in special ed should be used with kids of all abilities, from gifted all the way down to special needs. And that's what the pact is. It's a use one method for everyone while further customizing it for what we need. Oh my goodness.
0: How has that been accepted? You know, I know that you do a lot of of traveling, you do a lot of you know, you've explained this to a lot of different places, you know, all around the world. How how are people taking that? Are they accepting it? Uh, is this something that they're wanting to incorporate
1: into their classroom? You know, that's a very good question because I think that you see different responses to different things. And the best way for me to answer that question is to share with you a story a superintendent shared with me. Uh, my teaching framework is research based, and I did a significant amount of research over a two year period of time in both Canada and the United States. And it was in 2013 to 15. And one of the sites happened to have been in Iowa. And the superintendent there said to me, You know, Phil, the pact is like a party. You send out an invitation. To the party. And some people get the invitation and say, Wow, a party. I wonder who I'm going to meet there. Some people say, Can I come early and help? Do you need any help cleaning up? What can I bring? Other people look at the invitation and go, You've got to be kidding me. Another party. And I think that that's a really good way to describe initiatives in education. Some people are like, oh, wow, this is really going to help me. This is going to simplify my teaching. I'm going to be able to reach all these kids and do some exciting things. And other people are like, I'm three years away from retirement. I don't have time for this. And Mm -hmm. I think you get a mix of reactions. And I think that that should be expected because we have that bell curve of people with engagement and acceptance to change and things. But, but I will tell you, Candice, the PACT is grounded on things that people are already doing, but puts them in a sequence of instruction that connects the dots. Because so many times I'll go into a classroom, regardless of whether it's in the United States, in virtually in Saudi Arabia or England or in Alberta, for example, And I come in and I look, and if I don't get it within the first 10 minutes that I'm observing this class, then how are the kids getting it if they don't understand even what the lesson is, right? And so I think that sometimes we do these standalone great activities in class, but they don't really connect to anything else. And the PACT is all about Connect the Dots instruction. And so I think that this has made a lot of sense to people. My latest book, uh, my second book that came out in March of uh, 2021 called Every Child Can Learn, Your Roadmap to Inclusive Education, which is available on Amazon, uh, has been really received well so far. And it's been so gratifying to me because people have said in their testimonials that this is common sense education. And that's what you and I have talked about previously. We just need to bring common sense back to life, just in general, let alone education, (laughs) right?
0: Well, and I like that you're, you're keeping it simple. You know, that's how we started, I think, in education, right? Everything was simple, and then for some reason everything changed and it became more complicated. Mm -hmm. and going back almost, and it's bad to say, going back to the basics, excuse me, and making it into that, making it simplified so that people can learn that, and really, yeah, you are incorporating everybody
1: in that. You are, especially the families, you know, because kids get home from school, and parents enter an evening of what they call homework hell, right, because they're trying to make sense out of, well, what is, what am I supposed to help my child with, and You know, and and they might not want to do this, and it's like taking three to five hours of their family time in the evening. And, you know, so if we have simplified lessons, and I'm not saying watering down curriculum. This actually waters up curriculum because you're focusing on the most important things, right? And if it's straightforward to understand our families are able to be better involved in educating the whole child because that's what we should be doing and making it relevant. You know, I say all the time, you don't teach a child to be excited to go to school. Being excited is an outcome of the magic of their learning and the kind of lessons that they have and their excitement to apply it to things at home, for example. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just find that families just get so much more invested and involved if they can understand what the whole process is and also be invited to be at the table to be more invested.
0: Oh, my goodness, yes.
1: (laughs) And, you know, and to make them lifelong learners, too.
0: I think that's what it's really come down to. If you enjoy learning, you're going to want to continue
1: that learning process. Yeah. and. I think that one of the greatest gifts we could give children of all ages, and I start this as early as like late preschool into early elementary school and certainly on up through the grades, is to teach kids the habit of self-reflection. What are the things I did well and what are the things I'm going to improve on? And if you approach life in general, and that's how I was raised, with – okay, what What did I do really well in this situation, and what would I change next time? You're fostering any child to form a habit of self-evaluation, and that is what you talked about, Candice, lifelong learning, right? Because you can't have yeah. growth without change. I mean, it's, it's illogical. In order to grow, there has to be some change along the timeline and being what my dad used to call fess-up honest with yourself. And he used to say <laughs> to me all the time, he said, honey, when something does not go as expected or doesn't turn out the way that you planned, like it's a, oh, my goodness, like, holy blank, right? <laughs> Look in the <laughs> mirror. Because What could you have done differently? Don't be blaming exactly. it on somebody else. What could you have done differently? And teaching kids that I think is so important.
0: Oh, I completely agree with you there. So I just love that. I want you to share a little bit about your website, how they can go and check that out, because you do have more information on your website where they can listen to what it is. Um, There's also things that people can download, and there's examples. And I know right now that our listeners are going to want to check that out.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, Certainly at aboutthepact.com, that's about, A-B-O-U-T, the, the Pact, P-A-C-T dot com. That's about the Pact dot com. There are lots of things you can dabble in. You could listen to my, you know, five to seven minute explanation of why I created the Pact. It's just a recorded podcast, uh, and all of these things are free. You can go in and listen and watch the fifteen minute webinar. If you would like to find out and dive in a little bit deeper, you can go on to the Packed in Action tab and see just different examples from preschool all the way through how to organize summer programs and leadership programs. So it goes, there's like eight different uh, mini examples there. Which then, if you want to dive in deeper on any of those resources, you could also access the Seminar Library, which is a for purchase type of. environment training environment but then there's also the articles and resources tab where you could listen to other radio shows and interviews that i've done and also download uh i think i have now 12 to 14 uh published articles on the pact and counting so those are all free that you could download and read so i i think that there's lots of things you could dabble in like i said
0: yes there is it's and it's everything is actually beautifully um, done. You know, there's a store there. There's everything on your website that any of our listeners could possibly need.
1: Yes, and, you know, also, I love just directly connecting with people. You know, my email is phil P-H-Y-L, at aboutthepact.com, same as my website. And I encourage people to reach out uh, and pop me an email. You also could connect with me on social media on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and LinkedIn. If you know if that's a way that people would like to be in touch. But I just love, love, love connecting with people and rolling up my sleeves and making a difference. And it it truly is my life's work, Candace.
0: You know what? I can tell, definitely tell that about you, Phil. And you're probably looking forward to going to meet or see people one-on-one again. You know, you're going to be able to go out now that everything is kind of getting better out there. You'll be able to do more traveling and going to more events.
1: Yes. Wee! That's what I always say. It's like, yippee! Um, it was, it's so interesting. In fact, uh, just today, right before I was uh, hopping on to this, I was working with a team and they said, okay, so... In October and November, you're going to actually come in in person, right? And then we're going to still maintain (laughs) doing some virtual things, you know, via Zoom. You know, I mean, it's not reasonable for me from Vermont to Oregon to be flying there once a month, right? Like that's not practical. However, if I'm there once or twice a year, that's practical. And then in between, we obviously do remote things. So to be candid, Candace, prior to even the pandemic hitting, I already had remote systems of learning in place just based on I work in so many different geographic areas. But yep. there's nothing like being with real kids in real classrooms and <laughs> having fun. <laughs> I get that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's where your your passion is. And I know that all of our listeners are excited I bet you they can't wait to go and check this all out. I know that I was beyond excited when I first talked to you. I thought, oh, my goodness, this woman is changing people's lives. And and I like how you were mentioning that we need to simplify things, and I I just want to stress that because life is so complicated, and sometimes we need to take a step back, and we do. We need to simplify things, and it makes all the difference in the world. So, gosh, I want to thank you so much. Last thing I'm going to ask you, Phil, is if you have any tips anything else you'd love to share with our listeners today?
1: Yes, never forget your why because your the why you do what you do, whether it's personally or professionally, is your moral compass. It guides you. And whenever I'm feeling, like, overwhelmed, like, wow, I have a lot going on, or, oh, my goodness, my schedule this month is a little bit challenging for me, or whatever, I focus on my why. And it just is like a cleansing yoga breath for me, Can't <laughs> just, just say, yeah. okay, th- this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think that people need to figure out their why. And if you figure out your why it it keeps you on course it keeps you focused and it like just like you can't teach a kid to be excited i can't teach someone to be passionate about what they do that passion comes from the love of what they do and uh, that would be advice and to have what i call goal directed persistence because i will draw my last breath on this earth still wanting to change education. And it's you know it's I will never give up on that. It's because mm-hmm. it's a part of me. There's not a personal fill and a professional fill. You just get fill. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> who I am. And that's what I recommend to people is stop being so worried that oh I can't get too close because it's not professional or whatever. Give all of yourself you're going to get it back tenfold and you're going to help so many people. Thank you so
0: much. I This went by way too quickly, I'll be honest with you. I had such a great time, and I hope that you come back on again soon.
1: Oh, it would be my pleasure, and I so enjoyed our conversation.
0: Me too. Oh, gosh. Um, a big
1: shout-out to my
0: amazing guest today, Phil, and to all of our fantastic listeners and our tribe out there. It's, as I said, it's because of all of you that we've continued to do this for eleven years. You know, for any of you that want to do a lot of connections with our guests that have been on a program, you can check them out on our Facebook group, the Changemakers Cafe. And those women in there are absolutely amazing and they're they're wanting to make the world a better place. So gosh, I thank you again, Phil. Um, I really do want you to come back on our program again soon and you know thank you for it. our listeners. <laughs> I hope everyone has you, a fantastic Candace. day. Oh, you're so welcome. And to all of you, make sure that you do something kind for someone. Until next time. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on DivasThatCare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.